0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. You ready? I'm ready. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. Happy New Year. And before we get into it with the only person I have on, on the first episode of the New Year, Jesse Ueta. Let's take care of a little bit of business, shall we? Number one, I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank Broadbeck Ironworks, the makers of the 2x72 grinder. It's a beautiful piece of equipment. It's a knife makers who make grinders for knife makers and woodworkers and sculptors and metal workers and artists and stuff like that. It's an awesome piece of equipment made in the United States, and it is great if you need a grinder or two by 72 you think oh what's two by 72 it's a you t- it takes belts that are two inches wide by 72 inches long so you get a lot more abrasive and it's perfect for knife making it's perfect for grinding you you get more uh, out of uh, the belts and if you go to broadbeckironworks.com you can check out what they have not only that you can say ah, i don't need a new grinder i have a grinder All their attachments are very intuitive to put into the chassis of the unit that you have. So, definitely check it out. They have awesome attachments. Uh, I have a pile of them, and I love them. I have two of the grinders. I love every single one. I love them. They're outstanding. And if you put in Knife Talk 200, you're going to get $200 off any of the grinder packages. And if you put in Knife Talk 100, you're going to get $100 off their sharpening system, surface grinder, leather sewing machine. Thank you, Broadbeck Ironworks. And if you want to hear the story of the of Broadbeck Ironworks, I interviewed Ryan and Vince, and it's an awesome conversation uh, last year. Uh, definitely worth it. Um, those guys are the best. I appreciate it. Next is Even Heat. Even Heat is the manufacturer's of the finest heat shirt ovens available, period. And, and descendants. And if you want to look at what they have, you go to evenheat com. And what I'm going to tell you is... Heat treat ovens are important if you are a knife maker, if you are a sword maker, if you are a hammer maker, if you make tools that need to be hardened, if you're a ceramicist, uh, definitely use an even heat kiln. And if you go to Knife Talk, they have a they have a distributor, we have a distributor that will give you $75 off. And Free shipping in the United States. So definitely check out Even Heat. I love those guys. Uh, they are terrific, and I really appreciate them being with the podcast. I've known uh, I've known them for quite a long time. It's a great family out in um, Michigan, and Even Heat's the best. I got my Even Heat. Never lets me down. Customer service is out of control. Outstanding, outstanding, outstanding kilns. Next is Axe Wax. Axe Wax, all-natural, food-safe, wax for your axe. All you have to do is go to AxeWax.us, and if you put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off all of your food-safe, beautiful AxeWax. I love AxeWax, and I love I love Noah and the guys over there. They're doing a great job. and if They're global, ladies and germs. If you are in the UK, UK Knife Supplies has, that's Toby, Toby Morrell. He got AxeWax, and he's taking full blast 10 for your Axwax. Don't beat him over the brakes with you know it's the full blast 10. I can give him everything else. You're gonna, gonna give me a call. So just get yourself some axe rocks from him, put it in full blast 10. If you are in the EU, knife material.at that's Keith Colby. He is taking full blast 10 for 10% off. Uh, and if you're in uh, if you are in Australia, Nordic Edge.com.au is taking full blast 10, and Gamako is taking full blast 10. And just to let you know, I want to say big shout-out to Sausage Man Forge and NordicEdge.com. We are going to be doing some biz with these guys, and it's a great Australian company, and I am really looking forward to telling you all about them to my Australian listeners. And uh, Sausage Man is the man, and I appreciate it. Get yourself some Axe Wax and stop playing. Next thing is Maritime Knife Supply. Maritime Knife Supply, all your knife-making needs, belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, presses, forges, heat treating ovens, anvils, anything you need to get started or resupplied, they have Axe Wax. They're in Canada, the, and if you and the exchange rate's fine. And if you're in the United States, and you think, to myself, you think to yourself, what am I gonna get stuff from Canada for? It's the same, it's just as fast. It's just as fast and it's just the same price, and, and Lawrence is a knife maker. He's very involved with the knife making community and the podcasting community, and he knows what you need because he makes knives too. He's got steels. He's got octagon. He's got octagon carbon steel. If you want to make them, uh, you want to make uh, one of them um, uh, uh, integral bolsters, with, and you don't want to fool around and make the octagon. He, he, he has the material with the bolster squared away. He's got Rockwell files. He's got brooches. He's got he's got rhinowet. He's got abrasives and all that stuff. Just stop. Just stop. Go check it out. And he's very uh, apparently he gave his top buyers gift cards at the end of the year. That's crazy. And he did it. He he gave it. He gave all his top his top supporters gift cards. So you buy it from him, you'd be one of his top supporters. He's gonna give you a gift card at the end of the year. That's. Guidemite, Lawrence Lake's the man. If you want to get that TR Maker stuff, go to, go to Lawrence over in the Maritime Knife Supply. And check it out, okay? Maritimenifesupply.com.ca. Either one. It will all work. Thank you, Maritime Knife Supply. I am with you. Next is Total Boat, baby. Total Boat are the makers of adhesives, paints, primers, polishing compounds, all that stuff. All that stuff you need. Let's say you're building a boat and you think, I need something to make sure this boat's going to float you get yourself some total boat and that stuff is going to make sure that your boat is going to float. And if you think to yourself, well, I don't make boats, but I do need to adhere things to each other, use some Total Boat. I just, I'm working on some new designs for Fader Knives. We're going to be doing a lot of hidden tang stuff. We're going to be doing a lot of scales and we're, we're gluing stuff together and I'm using Total Boat. I'm using their two-part epoxy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's great. And if it, if it floats a if it's good enough for a boat, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, these are. I mean, it's good enough for your goofy jobs. You know what I'm saying? You're working on some, you know, you're working on something goofy. You're not working on something that's going to save someone's life. Use some Total Boat. Why not? Over and over over-engineer that shit you know what i'm saying i mean if it's good enough for jimmy duresta keith Deeson, keith derek from alden keith johnson all the keiths keith uh, mitchell it's good enough for you so go to totalboat.com put in full blast 10 get 10 percent off all that stuff you get make some river tables do something with your life you know what i'm saying total boat baby all right oh yeah and keith johnson total boat baby keith johnson total boat baby Last but not least, I'm very excited to talk about uh, my boys over at Trojan Horse Forger back trojan horse forge are the makers of the stable rail knife finishing vice and i know what you're saying i i don't need a knife finishing vice i got a two by four in my vice stop it this is the new year's 2023 get with the program ladies and gentlemen you can't stop you gotta stop fooling around with your two by fours get yourself a knife finishing vice a stable rail knife finishing vice from trojan horse forge they're built in the heart of texas these things are designed to do your handles finishing and to hand sand, it's got a plate that bolts on the thing, with rubber gaskets and stuff like that, and you, it'll hold your knife so you can hand sand your knife. And it the plate moves to accommodate your integral bolster. It moves to put a you don't put a file guide on, no problem. Put a file guide on anything you need to do to get your knife done. If you got a kooker, you say, "Hey, listen, my knife's curved." if you you just move the plate around no problem they got they're going to send you bolts they're going to send you rubber they're going to send you all sorts of stuff get you squared away because they know what you need because they make knives too and the last but not least these great people at trojan horse forge are doing something for a friend of ours a friend of the show a friend of the show jason knight and his family jason knight had a fire christmas eve shop burned down he's trying to get it back together he's trying to get it back together And the guys at Trojan Horse Forge are doing a giveaway. All right, it's a fundraiser giveaway. If you go to the bio on Instagram, Trojan underscore Horse underscore Forge. If you go to the bio, it's going to direct you to a a fundraiser page. If you donate five, every five dollars donated to this page to this fundraiser for the for the Jason Knight family, you are going to get a ticket. To win one of their Trojan Horse Forged Knife Finishing Vices. Okay? And you will, and the drawing's gonna be on Sunday, January 8th. So if this is, if this is Monday, January 9th, it's over. Too late. But I'm sure that money going to go to Jason anyway. We want to support Jason as much as we can. There's all sorts of things going on, but Trojan Horse Forge is doing this great fundraiser, and, and it's there. So far, he's they've. I talked to Sean, and they made raise. They're raising a lot of money. It's going to really help Jason. Apparently, Jason's having problems with the insurance company. Surprise, surprise, aren't being very helpful. But we're going to take care of him because we're a good community. So get yourself one of them knife finishing vices. Go support the Jason Knight fundraiser. Go to that thing over at TrojanHorseForge.com. And there we are. All right. Okay. We got everybody. <laughs> Happy new year. All right. Listen, guys, guys, my guest is here. My guest is here. When I do, the, I started this goddamn podcast. I said, I need a of the beacon of light at the first day first episode of the year i call my buddy jesse awetta jesse awetta is out in california and she is fantastic she's the breath of fresh air that i needed and you needed jesse awetta what's going on
1: i can't not laugh at that of what (laughs) what do you mean she is a breath of fresh air you're like my, my, the nicest person to me. <laughs> D- Listen. All, all my other friends say terrible things about me, and they're all true. But you D- say the nice things. So I- you know what? Starting my year out like this, is fantastic.
0: (laughs) I love podcasting with you because I think we we, we fool around. We talk about stuff. We're probably going to talk about uh, our friend Alec Baldwin, which we always do. If this is the first (laughs) time you're hearing me and Jesse every year, you know, actually one of the, you were one of the first guests on the podcast and then I had you on at the beginning of the year. I think you've been on a number of times, but every time I have you on, we always have a good conversation and it's just, I don't know, this is my tradition. And Before we started talking, you were worried, you were concerned. You're like, I wonder if Jeff's going to call me for, of course. This is it. The first show of January, the new year, Jesse Uetta.
1: This is like the highlight of my year. So far. Well, it's only been three <laughs> days for
0: Christ's sake. I mean, it's not it's well, like a crazy. Well, you don't know
1: what's happened in the past three days. It could have been really, you know, huge things. It wasn't, but you don't know that it wasn't until I say it.
0: But, you know, this is, I mean, I, it's interesting because I, I, I listen to a lot of radio. And, and the first show back, everybody says, what are the highlights, and the lowlights of the past year? You had a kind of a really, you had, I, I had a, I really been thinking a lot about you. And today I actually had an emotional reaction. We'll get into that. Okay. What? Yeah. But I'm actually thinking about t- this podcast. I had a very extreme emotional reaction that I was more shocked that, about it than I've ever, I've ever thought could happen. It was thinking about what we're doing right now. And that's Aww. called radio tease, ladies and gentlemen, because we're gonna to get to that in a minute. Aww. But what happened this past year at the poop house?
1: Yeah. Um the the great thing is is that like literally nothing happened there in the last year except on January eighth when I found out that I had been burgled. And- <laughs> now just to, just to back
0: everything up, if you don't guys don't know this, Jessie, is got a she's got a YouTube channel. She's got an I Jessup on Instagram and a YouTube channel, and she's documenting that she uh, got this place in Joshua Tree, and it was a disaster, complete disaster. She calls the poop house, and she's been slowly renovating it by herself on her own in the middle of nowhere. That's,
1: <laughs> it so, is the middle of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. also where I live, but it is absolutely the middle of nowhere desert California which if you didn't know that California had a desert it's because no one talks about it
0: (laughs) well you know I think last episode we were talking about the fact that it's become really hip to have like there's like hotels in in, like weird like destination hotels there
1: yeah so the The crazy thing is, is um, technically speaking, I'm only about two and a half hours from Los Angeles. But of course, you know, it's Los Angeles. So it's like mile wise, it's not that far away. But depending on the traffic, it can take two and a half to six hours. Um, So it's not it's not technically that far. And it has always been a place where people from L.A. just kind of pop out here to hang out in the desert and be weird for a little while and that has been getting more and more popular lately and then in the past two two years three years i don't know um people have been buying more properties out here and uh, like coming out with groups of people more often because you know there is nowhere else to go right so uh yeah it's I would say it's up and coming, but there's there's a limit. Because, like, nobody really wants to live out here full-time year-round. It's extremely hot in the winter, and it's extremely... Or, sorry, I said that backwards. It's extremely hot in the summer and extremely cold in the winter. And, you know, nobody really wants to deal with that. But, I mean, I kind of like it, because you can just be out here and just be a weird desert person. Which brings me to the poop house. Um there are a lot of properties out here where, you know... I, and I say weird desert people, not in a mean way, but just like, you know, you have to be a little odd to live in the desert and 100%. be like, yes, I, I am out here. I have I have chosen this for myself. So, you know, we're all a little bit
0: odd. You're not going to get any emails from weird desert people <laughs> being upset that you call them weird desert people. Ah, that's nicer than I would call them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's different from the the beef jerky lizard people who live out here um so that's a whole other <laughs> that, thing oh,
0: the beef jerky lizard people <laughs> might send you an email i got you that's a that's a really descriptive way by the way
1: that's okay because those emails are very entertaining uh <laughs> if you can understand them which you usually can't but um yeah my my house you know i i post i posted a very sad uh instagram reel uh about my my travels that i've had at the poop house um and uh I hadn't realized it until a couple people had mentioned they're like you started out the video by saying well it's finally happened like were you expecting this to happen i'm like well yeah i mean like not that i'm i i was for sure it was going to happen but it's always been a very strong possibility that someone will just cruise by see a place that looks abandoned you know just drive on to the property and take a look around um and it's actually – it's kind of surprising that it hasn't happened before now, uh, but it was always, always a strong possibility. I mean, like, even the uh, the container house that my brother and I built out here, um, during that construction process, we never had tools stolen, but people definitely came and would just, like, strip copper pipe from things, and then yeah. there were people who – didn't want him to build it anyways. There were a whole bunch of crazy neighbor people who would call the county and be like, they're building without permits, which is 100% untrue, uh, which is why, like, the county even sent people out here and were like, uh, you have all your permits, so I don't know what they're complaining about. People are just, you know, wow. weird desert people. Um, but people would come and just break shit, you know, just because. And right. then, like, ATVers driving around and it. It's it's a little bit wild west out here, um, right. and so you have to you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But you know, uh, I I feel like I you know I own two and a half acres of property in California. Even if it's not the the nicest part of California, it's still I own two and a half acres. So you know, once once I put up my fortress and my moat and um, release the the dragons, I, you know, I think I'll be okay. I never
0: you know I hadn't even thought about it because. You're doing it all by yourself, and you're doing it in the best way you feel you can do it. I would imagine that I I remember being a kid and going through the woods and finding things, and you know, going, you know, you know, you look at when you're, especially when you're young, you probably find an abandoned place and you kind of like explore. I can, I all of a sudden it it dawns on me that maybe these people who you know didn't didn't realize that it was being inhabited. Is that possible? Uh, uh,
1: so there, there's there's a there's a couple things about that. Um, I am definitely a person who drives around and um, maybe looks at abandoned places and has definitely found out that some places are not abandoned. Um, but you know that's what road trips are for. But uh, there there is a lot of uh, very low key petty crime out here uh, because mm. there's also a big big meth problem out here. Um, and there's even there was another building or structure on my property at some point that definitely exploded in a meth meth lab gone wrong situation. And like in my neighborhood uh, wh- where I'm renting, you know, I've been here for like five years now and uh, three houses in my neighborhood have had their garages explode in <laughs> meth lab explosions in, in the in the 5 years that I've been here just in my neighborhood um so it it is a real thing and um there, there's a lot of people who kind of live on the sly out here and just you know it's the desert so nobody really right. hassles them like my my neighbors right across I'd say the road but we don't actually have roads it's just sand so my neighbors right across the sand from me um it's it's a woman and her grown-up son and they have uh, i'd say roughly like 30 cars in varying states of undress <laughs> so yeah. a lot of them are just piles of parts but they have a bunch of cars in their property i think there was a house there at some time there's basically just one wall of what used to be a bathroom left of that house and then um she and her grown up son they uh, each have a trailer on their property and like I think that they just kind of collect things and then burn things and then they have three dogs and that's like really all I know about them. But um, like the kind of live on the sly scavenging um, personality type, let's say, yeah. it's, it's very strong out here. And so it's not uncommon to have people just look around, see what they can take. And like, I mean, I've, I've been a, a, an explorer my entire life. but even when i've seen really cool things on abandoned properties that are definitely like no one's been here in 100 years it's like that's not yours don't take it you know and like when you walk into a property that has a bunch of garbage on it but inside is a baby grand piano and like some tools it's like you know what you're doing like you know what you're doing right um so yeah it is it's a problem out here but um yeah. What are you going to do? Did
0: it, so did it make you feel worried about Because I mean, I know just being burgled is, that sounds funny if you say it like that. I mean, well, that's what does. I
1: said in the beginning. I was like, I was burgled. It sounds so like intimate and personal. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, well, I was burgled. You know, all jokes aside, I mean, it is an incredible violation. It's so like,
1: violating.
0: I remember when my daughter was very young and we had a flag on our property. And somebody had taken it the next, that night. I remember how afraid my daughter was. I also yeah. remember when one th- uh, Halloween to take her when she was very young, trick-or-treating, we just left a, uh, a jack-o'-lantern full of candy on the porch instead said with the notes and just take one. And somebody just took the whole thing. And when we came back, my daughter was like, where's the jack-o'-lantern? And I'm like, well, oh, you know, probably a kid just took it or something like that. She was mortified, scared. She felt like it was an incredible violation. Who could it have been and why would they do such a thing? And she was really upset. She was really upset. She thought that we were not secure. She thought that somebody could just come and take anything. And it was this very, very scary moment for her. And I can ju- and I and I understood it. So to imagine that for you you're working on this place, you you're on your own. You're not doing it you're not you don't have a crew of people. You're you're doing it at your leisure. It's an incredible, incredible Herculean task. And for someone to just come in and just take your shit, it has to have been a very violating experience.
1: It is. And that's you know, I feel like everyone who has um, Experienced something similar has all said has said this, but you know it's it's someone uninvited in your space when you weren't there. I mean, like I even get mad when I, I'll come home and like my bedroom door will be slightly ajar I and mean, be like, my brother went into my room and took something. I know right. he did. Like he's probably looking for snacks because I hide snacks in my room because otherwise he eats them. But guess what? If he's feeling peckish enough, he'll go in and take them and i feel violated by that even though he does pay for the house that i live in and bought me a house but that's not the point right the point is having someone in your space um especially someone you don't know you know someone has been here and it's oh it's such an icky icky feeling and like there there's a kid in um he lives i think i know what house he lives at um by by the poop house by my property and he rides his dirt bike around he's probably like I don't know, 13 or 14. And I've seen him riding around on all the sand roads. And um, there was a time when I was there, and I saw him driving through the wash in the back of my property. So I have a, I have a natural wash that runs through uh, my back acreage. Um, and, you know, the fence has fallen down on both sides, like it's very low security. Um, but I can see that he has probably driven through this a 100 times before, right? Right. And, uh so he starts driving through, and then he catches sight of me. I'm, I'm a person standing there on a property where no one has stood in the last 12 years. And he's kind of like pulls up and stops, and I waved at him, and he waved back, and, um, I noticed after that he stopped driving through the wash but he would drive, you know, around the property on the designated sand roads and I always make a point to wave to him. So like what I want to communicate is like, hey, this property has been abandoned. Like if you drive through it or you have driven through it, that's fine. Like that's totally fine. I get it. It's not a problem. Like right. but once you see that someone is like, "Oh, you're here now or at least you're here sometimes." then you go, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And this kid, this young kid, he got it. And you know, like maybe right. he's the one who came and stole my stuff, but I don't think so. Because he recognized, oh, there's another person here. They're not an unfriendly person because they took the moment to wave. And that's why I always try to wave at him. So I'm like, hey, I'm here, but no ill will, just, you know, we both Ugh. exist here. So let's let's not cause problems. And he's also
0: probably smart enough to know that he would be a prime suspect if you ever filed a police report or something.
1: oh absolutely that and a lot of people out here have guns so yeah um
0: <laughs> well so like after the event after the the burglary did you feel as though is this gonna happen again or do, I, I would imagine if it was me i would not want to come back for a bit i'd probably be like i need to take a break i can't handle it
1: so well yes and no like i definitely was like i want to just hide uh, under my pillow fort right. for the next I don't know 25 years or so but at the same time I was also like I need to be out there every day so that someone knows there's someone here um so now I'm just kind of in this weird limbo where I'll just like drive out there uh, you know for like 10 minutes and be like what am I doing out here like 10 minutes right. out of a 24-hour day isn't going to do anything. What are the odds that, that we're going to show up at the same time? And I'm going to be like, ha-ha, I am here. Also, what am I going to do then? Like, I don't, I don't even know. But um, I, I feel like it's almost me just telling myself, like, no, this is yours. Like, don't don't let someone else ruin it for you. Because I have a long history of letting people ruin things for me. And I'm like, no, this is this is mine. Like, I think it was why it was so important, like – um. You know, they, they they obviously took, like, anything that they thought they could use or resell or whatever. Right. But um, they had – I had these tiny little, um, you know, the the metal trash cans for, like, yard yes. waste and whatever. So I had these little ones. I, there were two of them. One held peanuts for Gary, and the other one held a mixture of rabbit food and bird food because I'm totally that person now. Um like so, you know, every time I go there, I put out food for my little critters, and uh, and we enjoy each other's company. But they dumped all the peanuts and all the rabbit and bird food on the ground and took these little cans, which was... Weird. Ugh. It, was, it was so just like, really? Are you serious? Um, and so, you know, after I had a bit of a cry, I went straight to the feed store, bought more peanuts bought more rabbit food, bought more bird food, and bought, well, they only had one of the little trash cans. So I got one trash can, but I went, picked them up, came straight back, and then just sat there and fed peanuts to squirrels for like 45 minutes because I'm like, no, you will not ruin this. This is mine. And like, okay, maybe they'll come back and steal my new little trash can. Um, but someday, someday, that's going to be an actual house that has a locking door. I mean, it does have a locking door. It's just they just open the window because right. it, right. it doesn't close all the way. Because all none of the windows. Well, I mean, and half of the house is technically just open because right. the windows right. are. You're breaking.
0: in a, the beginning stages. It's
1: yeah, and like there, there have been a few people, and I, I understand the feeling because when something out of your control happens that is unpleasant or even bad let's say like there you have to take a minute and be like okay i can i can get through this right and a lot of people will start thinking about the things like okay well you know i still they didn't do this and i still have my health and you know all those things and i'm not one of those people because i'm like well, yeah, I have the same health I had yesterday, but also like you took my things and I'm angry at it. This right. is not a silver linings moment. Like I'm upset. I'm not a, well, they probably needed it more than you did. It's like, no, I needed it. It was mine and I needed it and you took it. Um, because I don't, yeah, I'm not that person. I'm not a silver linings person, but, um, it, it did make me think though, like, uh, you know, the, the one thing that I have in there that, can't be replaced is um i have a baby grand piano that came from the dolby theater in los angeles
0: right i remember Um, that story yeah
1: and your sister got it for you right my sister my sister um wrangled that uh into my open arms and um it's not even like you know oh you could just replace a piano it's like this is now a very sentimental piano and now it's kind of a sad piano too because it's sat in an An insulated house in freezing temperatures and boiling temperatures for two years, and I feel bad about it, but whatever. Uh, But it also
0: witnessed it also witnessed the crime.
1: It did, and you know what? It's not saying anything.
0: I yeah that that always gets me crazy. No one wants to be a
1: snitch. No one wants to be a snitch. I know, but like
0: (laughs) I think about like I for some reason I started thinking about all the things in your shop in your in your in the poop house that witnessed this crime and just sat there. You know, I know it's unreasonable. It's the dumbest thing in the world, but all I can think of is, you know, you think that this, you know, your Gary's and your, and and the chipmunks and all the animals, they all witnessed all this. You know, I had the same thought,
1: and I was wondering, like, did they run up to this person? Well, actually, I think it was two people judging by the footprints, but did they run up to these people and, like, hold out their little grabby hands and ask for peanuts? Can you imagine? I mean, they were probably, like, overjoyed because. They, oh, they dumped, they, the, dumped, they dumped everything all out. the food out on the floor, and then they just had this buffet. Um, at some point in time, there's just <laughs> everything was covered in like an inch of peanut shells. Um, but yeah, I I definitely had that thought where I was like, Gary, you saw this, and you did nothing. Like seriously, dude, is I there, spend more money on peanuts than I do on food for myself.
0: <laughs> is there anything you're planning on doing in the future to make sure this doesn't happen, or? Yeah, I mean, what can you do really besides like take your tools with you
1: yeah um, you know? so I do have a um, I have as um, oh my gosh what's it called a storage container on the property and um, and I literally just use it for storage, just like for all my extra dovetail pants that I'm not currently wearing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
0: and all the red and black sneakers.
1: Exactly. My right. it has all my backups. It has my 15 unworn black tank tops. Perfect. That I just have in case they decide to stop making them. Like like everyone always decides to stop making all my comfort clothes. But um, you know, it's it's got a lock on it, and it was not tampered with. Like nothing nothing was damaged um uh and so for for me that says it's someone who's an opportunist they drove on the property they were like there might be something here and they took what they could and uh it's okay it's it's a little bit like um i was at my friend's house and then there were all these um police sirens this was a few years ago um but then like this notice comes through it's like oh nobody leave your house because like someone just got stabbed and like we don't know what's happening yet and we're like oh my gosh that's so scary and then a little later on we find out oh it was like some some guy and some girl who were like arguing because he was married and she was like i'm having your baby you know it's like showing up on the front doorstep (laughs) thing like that and everyone goes oh okay that's fine. Because it was a personal thing, right? Like, that's that's the scary thing is when you think someone's just walking around just, you know, stabbing random people on the street, you're like, I'm at risk. Right. But, you know, if you haven't um, in, impregnated your your side chick, then, you know, you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself <laughs> and being like, okay, probably no one's going to show up on my doorstep um, with a knife. So, yeah, it's, it's that, that whole thing of like – Okay, it wasn't personal, which, like, you always have to think about that first, right? Like, was I targeted for some reason? I don't think so. Um, I think it was just opportunist, uh, especially judging by the things that were taken, just anything that seemed useful. Oh, but, you know, the... The thing I was super bummed about is like I mean you've you've watched me over the past few years like yes. I've touched every piece of garbage on that property and it is like taking me hours and hours and days and days and days and I have like gathered together these piles of treasures, you know, treasures to me. It's like garbage to everyone else, uh, but not really, because they definitely took piles of my treasures that I have very carefully and lovingly collated over the past few years. Whoa. There there are things that are missing, and I couldn't even begin to tell you all the things because there were so, the so many treasures. From the previous Yes, like there was an old, there's a really old welder um, that I don't know if there was any chance it would ever work again, but it was really cool looking. That's gone. Um, I had a whole pile of radios, um, like um, CB radios. There were probably like 10 of them that I have dug up from the sand over my property. They're all gone.
0: These are drug addicts looking to sell stuff.
1: It's crazy and like i like all these little tiny things that i'm like this is cool this is cool this is cool well guess what someone else thought it was cool and they took it and i'm i'm so like i've gone out there a couple times and just walked around the property and just like been so incredibly angry about it so it's like i put so much time and effort into this thing that Everyone on the internet is telling me, like, get a bulldozer. Like, why would you do this? I'm like, because it means something to me, you know? And then someone just came in and was like, oh, this is cool, and just took it. And I'm like, uh, so mad. It's the whole, like, second thief idea where, you know, like, someone goes in and breaks into a house, and then you call the police on them, and so the police come and take them away, and then while the house is already broken open, you go and you, like, snag the shit. I don't know. It's something I think about a lot.
0: This this story actually brought up a memory that I have, a uh, young memory. Uh, my sister, Carrie, and her husband uh, were some of the first people to move into Williamsburg, Brooklyn, uh, back in the 80s, back early 80s, like 80, 81. And I remember my sister, it was, you know, Williamsburg, Brooklyn was not what it is right now. It was a very difficult, crime-ridden place. And she and her and her husband, who, who her husband, uh, he, he passed away a number of years ago, they got the Williamsburg Savings Bank. It was right next to the um, Peter Lugers. And they just lived in the... in the, in the Williamsburg Savings banks building. And they were some of the first, you know, hip young hipsters from the early eighties to move out there. And all I remember was my sister told me the story that they would park their SUV under outside the outside, the outside the the bank. And every so often they would come out to see that the battery had been stolen. They, somebody had taken the, the hood off the, off the SUV and they had stolen the battery, so first time they do it, all right, they get a new battery. The second time they do it, they get a new battery. Third time, uh, before they put the third battery in, my uh, my brother-in-law Randy took a hole saw, drilled a hole in the trunk, into the hood, and wrapped a chain around through the hood and then down below where the radiator is, and then around with a big lock. Basically, it was a fuck you. You're not taking my third battery. So I guess he, he was, you know, he was just like, this is just, I'm not doing this every five minutes. We're not, you know, he's not doing this. So after they put the chain through the, uh, thinking that they were being not only clever, but also was, you know, just big fuck you to whoever's stealing their, you know, the battery, they came outside to find out that the people who had stolen the, the batteries flipped the SUV over onto the roof.
1: Oh my God.
0: So it was like, it was completely flipped over wheels up in the air. Li- liquids leaking out everywhere and it was like fuck you well fuck you and it was like this my carry was the, that was the first time my sister was like maybe we shouldn't be living here anymore now because now they felt like they were being targeted and it reminded me of this like and then they were like no no fuck this we're we're not going anywhere and they flipped it back over and they cleaned the fucking thing back up and they're like you know they they uh they just kind of stuck with it and it was this like but it was terrifying because it was like they were being targeted, but th- and then they were also being like, you know, they were having to stick through it, and we're not just going to be these dorks who leave. And it was scary.
1: That is so crazy because it yeah. goes beyond like, um, I want to steal your battery for money yeah. now. It's just like, how dare you not let me steal your battery? That's and right. Then, that's kind of the thing. That's That's the only thing that is just like a little thorn in the back of my mind where I'm like, uh, you know, because I, 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 I have thought about a lot of ways of you know what I would do if I were on the property and someone came because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm maybe a bit confrontational, um, but only if I think I'm right, which I usually always am. But that's not the point. The point is that I tend to be the person who walks toward a scuffle instead of like stepping back from it. Um. And since I'm not there full time, it just makes me think like, when am I going to show up and my entire house is burned down? Right. Which, you know, would actually solve a lot of problems because then I could just build from, right. build from the ground up and not think about what, all the all the things I'm having to think about right think now. Of <laughs> think of
0: all the content. Think of all the content.
1: It's like, whatever happens, it's fine. Like, I'll be right. okay. I know a lot of people were worried about me. and Yeah. Um, uh, but but you know honestly like from the second i got that house uh people have been worried about me like you can't live alone out there i'm like okay like well what do you want me to do like get married and move to a city like that's that's not the two options that there are right like i should be able to live alone and uh it should not be on me to not live alone in the desert it should be on everyone else to just not be fucking assholes right <laughs> like that's the I, hardest part you know it's the, yeah
0: the, it's that's the that's the part of life that's just so frustrating it's like you do your best to you know be the person that you are and try not to affect other people and then there are just people who they don't care they want to they want to they do really they wanna don't
1: do. and like i'm that's so crazy to me because i care about everything including the things that i don't care about but i just care so much about everything that it just completely ruins my life because then I'm the person who's like, well, I don't want to do anything too aggressive because, you know, what if that makes other people angry? And, uh, I I can't, I can't do that anymore. It's part of why I can't work at restaurants anymore because I can't, I can't fake laugh at another really bad joke. (laughs) The
0: the hardest part is the hardest part is, is like, it's taken me it's taken me a little bit of time to really dis- discuss or decide for me what the meaning of life is. And I felt as though as I've turned 49 and I have a daughter of a certain age, I really do believe
1: Are you 49?
0: I'm 49. Can you believe it? You're supposed to. You're supposed to be like, whoa.
1: No, I was saying I. I would have said 46, but I guess I, I probably the Fine. first time I asked you how old you were, you said you were 46 because I think I'll take we met it. three years ago.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So yeah, just turned 49, and uh, my daughter just turned 18, and I really do believe for me the meaning of life for me and it's become something And I, you know, and this is to where I was telling you in the beginning where I had this emotional responses. I, I really spend a lot of time thinking about things, thinking about my marriage, thinking about my daughter, thinking about being a father, thinking about being a son, thinking about all this stuff. And I really do believe for me, the meaning of life is leaving things better than when you got here. And I really do. And that, and it's not just, it's not just in a macro level. Like for me, it's more along the lines of not passing. My wife and I talk about the fact that we don't, we're not trying, we don't want to, and we haven't passed along the traumas that we got from our families. Like the way we were raised, we raised our daughter. It's almost like we skipped over this gener, generational trauma. Like she's confident. Like my 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 wife and I were not confident as children as our parents. Like. Play games, you know, play games. They did, they did things the way they thought are supposed to do. I'll speak for myself, as I wasn't a confident person at all. My father did everything he could to make me not confident. And we've kind of gone away from that. Now we have this beautiful, confident child. And it's been like this idea of, the, what is the meaning of life, and 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 I really do believe it's it's leaving things better than when they when you got here, and it's the it's micro things, it's the micro things. So I was actually, it made me think about, you know, like I think that the idea of thinking is, and when I do this podcast, I usually I book my guests a certain amount of time, and I and I really really want to spend at least a week thinking about what we're going to talk about, and one of the things that you and i normally talk about we talk about alec baldwin and we can do a lot i don't know i think we've covered everything out we talk about alec baldwin because he's such a fucking wacko
1: i thought about him all day yesterday as i was cleaning out the garage because i was like what has he been doing lately and what can we talk about but he's just he's just making more babies so
0: did you did you watch the alec baldwin interview on abc no. I... I think we might have talked about it in the last time you were here, but to recap, the weirdest part is, so Alec Baldwin, New York's, he's a Long Island-born, you know, actor. He is, for some reason, he's this, he's just, he's a magnet for problems, and a lot of it has, probably has to do with, not just his, you know, he's sober, years of, you know, alcoholism and drug abuse or whatever, something like that, but he's like, he's just he's an arrogance, and he's just he's a crazy person. But recently, and we talk about it, you know, he's had these highs and lows. It's almost like this Greek character, like a Greek tragedy character. He's like an Oedipus situation. Like, these things happen to him, and you're just like, this shit is too Shakespearean for this to really happen. You know, just everything about him, it's just crazy. And then recently, most recently he was the producer on this film. They had a armor who was very under probably under trained from what I understand. And they had, you know, safety things that weren't, you know, whatever, and he had this fake gun with a fake thing. He was doing a shot with the the director and somehow the gun goes off and then it would there was a blank in there or there was the blank. I'm not hundred percent sure what there was in there. And then the the director died and it was like this. Horrific accident that shouldn't have happened. He goes on to ABC, and they fuck, they motherfucked him a little bit by like cutting it, cutting things up to make it sound like he said. You know, they said I didn't shoot the gun, but it's like, all right, then that's the teaser and all this stuff. And I was thinking about him because you know you and I talk about, and then you and I also talked about the fact that his wife pretended to be from Spain, and it was this crazy thing, and she even made this fake ass accent. And then she's really from Boston, and she had to like back it all. He would go on Howard Stern. He would go on David Letterman, talk about his how his wife is Spanish, and it's just like, and everything about it was fucking bizarre. So I'm this morning. I'm walking around. I walk my dogs every morning, and I walk my dogs in the morning. I walk my dogs in the evening, and I really think about Vader and I, it's the business, what we're going to do for the day, what we do for the week. But I think about this podcast, and I was thinking about. <laughs> all this stuff, and I was thinking about the meaning of life, and I was thinking about you and what you've been going through, and I was kind of thinking about, like, what, what are people's, what are people's, you know, their jobs, and, and what are their responsibilities to society? Okay, blah, 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 I'm thinking about this conversation right now. Up ahead, there's this police officer uh, and a, a canine unit. And this, there's two canine units in my town. I know one of the officers uh, with the canine unit is named Officer Nappy, and he's got a do- uh, canine partner called uh, Canine Charlie. You can f- actually follow Canine Charlie on, <laughs> on Instagram, Canine Charlie Rules. And they just got this new uh, officer, and, and uh, officer, I think it's Santish, and he has a dog named Bones. And the dog named Bone. I'm getting chills just thinking about this because this is fucking crazy. So over Christmas, and I'm going to get to the point. Over Christmas, there was this this man in the town who had Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or dementia. Got up, and as a lot of people do, he walked out of the house. Walks out of his house, probably not wearing anything, and he's missing. So they call the police. You know, it's freezing. It's freezing out. They call the police, the police calls the canine unit officer Santish and and Bones comes onto the onto the scene and they I guess I don't know what they do, they give him a piece of underwear. I don't know what the fuck they do to get the scent. And they forty five minutes after the phone call, he's in the 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 canine unit and the, the dog are on the trail. And they find this guy in the woods. They find this guy in the woods, he's not wearing anything. He's cold to the touch, but he's alive. He's been outside, basically naked, in the in, in the woods, you know, lying down. He can't get up. And Officer Santich, Santich and, uh, and Bones found him. Big story in the town. It was a great, real great story because, you know, you just thank God if they found this guy. So I'm walking up thinking about you. I'm thinking about us in this conversation, and I'm fucking bubbling up right now. And there's Officer Sante Santiche and Browns and what they do is I walk my dogs, and then and then um, they you know the K9 units they gotta walk, they got these dogs gotta run around a little bit, so he goes into a field and they throw the ball, and I see him, and I don't know Officer Santish, but I just I turn to him and, and um, I said I want to thank you, it was an amazing. It was really amazing what you did and he says thank you so much and i said i was such a blessing and i'm so glad i could be involved and i can't believe there articles written in local art and i just started to get really fucking choked up like i'm getting choked up now and it was this moment of like and even my dogs usually bark at their dogs like all of a sudden they've seen bones around but they did they like were like really really relaxed and it was this and I thanked him. I thanked him for being part of this community. And I thanked him for what he did. And I was just... And he was... Happy New Year. I'm so glad you're part of this community. And I, and I told him, I know Officer Nappy. And I just... Everything you do is fantastic. And it's such a great story. I fucking had to walk away because I started crying. I started crying. My Like, right now my throat is like fucking tight. And I was crying because it's this moment of kindness. And it was like this... I know this guy's his job. And I know this is like his thing. But... I had this, I mean, I was like weeping. I was hourly weeping because of the kindness and the, the helpfulness of this dog and this, his partner finding this old man in the woods. That's my story.
1: That's a fantastic story.
0: Uh, but it was like I was trying to think of this guy in podcast, and next thing you know, I, I wasn't expect. I was ready to. I got dick jokes and we got we got things to, to deal with, <laughs> and I'm talking to Officer Santish fucking Bones thanking him, and I got like tears streaming down my face because I'm just like, you know, it was such a, it was this moment of kindness, and I I, I get crazy about kindness, you know, like that shit. They finding this guy with the dog and the. He was happy that it all worked out, and it was a great story for the for the town. And I don't
1: know. No, I, to- I totally get that, and I feel like um, even in the past few very tumultuous years, um, every good thing that happens, I feel like we just really hang on to it more than we used yeah. to. Like it's not it's not as if there aren't good things that happen every day. There really are, but I just feel like. Everything just feels like supercharged with anxiety, right? right. <laughs> and you know, I I have a harder and harder time just like leaving my house and being out in the real world with other people. It's just like anything that happens, I'm just like, I don't know how to handle this, and I just want to go home right now. You know, and like I've I've always been this way, but I've also been conditioned so much because, you know, I. I worked with the public for so many years um, and I just had to teach myself like how to walk up to a person at my restaurant and ask them what they want to drink. Because that was a thing that was really difficult for me um, is to walk up to a stranger and say the first words. Um, and so, you know, I I spent years and years doing that at, at my restaurant and then as at the library and uh, all the other weird jobs that I've had. But in these past couple years, uh, I haven't done so much of talking to the people I don't know, and I'm getting worse at it now. Um, hmm. But I have noticed that then when something good happens, it's it's too much. Like the, the amazing thing that happened out of this, like, oh, so I was going to say too, because I totally forgot, um, you know, there's... There, I have the all the stuff that I show on Instagram and then I have like my private life and I don't show things on Instagram because I'm like, these are the good parts. You know, it's just, it's just, those are the parts that I want to share. Right. right. And it's all very genuine. It's all a hundred percent me. It's just, you know, I've had in the, what, seven years now that I've been doing this, um, you know, I've, I've had. I've had some really low lows. I've had a bunch of problems with my health, both mental and physical. I have had people I love die. I've had like a lot of stuff happens, right? And I don't show that because that's all stuff that happens in my own personal life, parts of my life that I don't share on the internet.
0: Right. And you're not trying to exploit some of Some well, of these exactly. things are too, you don't want to exploit some of this. Stuff.
1: Exactly. And like, you know, even when I go back to my hometown, I go to my restaurant where I worked for 500 years and like, and take a picture with all my friends. Like, I don't usually post those because I'm like, these aren't people, you know, there's no context, right? right? So it's like, that's what I mean by personal life is there's just really no context for it. Um, so I I didn't even think about it um when i posted that my my sad video i i didn't even think about not posting it because i think about the poop house is that has been a thing that i have shared from the beginning and like i have laughed and cried on the internet over this house and people feel very invested in it yeah and like so it didn't even cross my mind that like this was maybe this was something that happened in my private life it just felt like oh my gosh you guys this thing that you love also like someone just like temporarily but someone just broke it for me in this moment and you, so it like, broke I, it for
0: everybody but yeah. all the people invested too
1: and it's like i didn't even think about it till afterwards and then i realized what i had done when everyone just lost their shit over it and it's like I mean, I, I, love, I love the engagement, but why did that have to be my best performing video of all time on Instagram? Is it? It's just, yeah. It like shot up to 150,000 views because Jesus. everyone was commenting on it, right? It's the whole engagement thing, the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. Where it's like, oh, people like this video. It's like <laughs> for the wrong reasons, but also for the right reasons. And, and then it just turned into this slow up just hundreds of people commenting and then even more overwhelming i had hundreds and hundreds of messages on instagram from people about you know this video that i had posted to the point where i was like okay something terrible happened and then everyone was so kind that i was like whoa i am not prepared to deal with this amount of kindness it was way way too much i couldn't even look at it i have not even like looked at the comments because there are like more than 400 comments on that and i just know that each one of them is just gonna make me feel too much and i'm i'm just like always like right on the edge of um like having a great day or the worst day of my life like i just live on this 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 hair that separates the best day of my life and the worst day of my life
0: (laughs) can i tell you that this morning when that happened to me with that officer? I, it was, I was, I was thinking about stupid Alec Baldwin right into crying, like for no reason. I was not expecting, I wasn't having, I was having a great day. I had a great break. I, I went right in. I mean, it was like this very, very like out of nowhere, massive like feeling that it was just like, ah, who gives a shit about Alec Baldwin anyway. I mean, it was, but at the same time, it's like, no, exactly what you're talking about. There's a, there's a fucking, there's a hair that separates you from having an incredible day to a, a terrible day.
1: Right, and like, I mean, I feel like we started talking about Alec Baldwin in the I first place. Gives like, a
0: shit about him. No, He's, it's because it's fun. It's schadenfreude.
1: But well, yeah, that was the thing is because it was when his whole the whole thing about his his wife not being from Spain, and we were like, finally, something that we can laugh at that like no one's no one's like. No, no, one's one, got, hurt no about one got no one got ruined over it, right? right? Like people were upset like and for good reason and people were like, "Well, why is she on the cover of some like Spanish magazine?" You know, because she totally lied about who she was. Yeah, it's was. innocent But bullshit. it was like, okay, like nobody lost their shirt over it. It was like, finally we can just have something where it's like, ah, let's just enjoy that someone is being stupid, and we can all laugh at it because yeah. they chose to be public harmless about their lie,
0: humiliating and harmless, but relatively harmless. Now, getting back to the, the the weirdest part about the Alec Baldwin thing is, he's still on Twitter commenting on things. Oh, like
1: course. he can't help himself.
0: He it's really crazy can. that he. That's that was the the issue that I wanted to talk about was the fact that he's gone through this. He, whether he likes to admit it or not, this woman died inadvertently I inadvertently I don't know if you can say killed him killed her I don't know what you, how you actually say it but she died he pointed a gun at her she she died you know killed her and now he can't separate himself out from the she's just saying maybe I need to go away a little bit you know what I mean maybe I need to like take five from from like engaging people oh he's a double but no, down he, person now he goes straight to like he'll he'll talk about the he'll comment on the on these things are just like bro did not you just kill somebody can't you just calm down why do you, have, do you need that why do you need this why do you need this in your life can't help himself
1: honestly i think that he just like that's what fuels him is like this kind of self-righteous defensive rage which i i totally get because i am filled with self-righteous defensive rage (laughs) um because it feels good because you just you can point the finger at someone and be like no i did not i am fantastic and you suck you know like it's it's the whole thing of um being a kid and someone says something and you're like you are that's that's your whole your whole comeback you are
0: well (laughs) for me for me i've made the decision that a long time ago like you can look back and you know i've been on twitter since the mumbai attacks like in the beginning stages i've never ever felt the need to like go after anybody i've never felt the need to argue with people online i can't do it it doesn't make and now i've made the decision that i have two podcasts i gotta fill if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna say something to somebody or say something about somebody, I'm gonna get paid for it. So, uh, <laughs> this one comes from Axe Wax. <laughs> Wax is paying. This bullshit I'm gonna tell you now is sponsored by Axe And, and it's like, now I'm just like, I don't, I don't say, I don't go after anybody because I'm not getting paid to do it. So, it's just like not worth my time or energy. But for here, it works out. So, but at the same time, it's like, it's just, I don't, know, I don't know. It, I would imagine I was feeling very, I was feeling, feeling, I felt like I was being, I was overwhelmed and I wasn't prepared to be as overwhelmed as I was. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. It's an hour in and I had an idea. If you want, if there's anything you want to talk about, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Otherwise, I have been with my friends and you too. I have weird stories that happen in the world that we can we can talk about. I'll read some off if you want. We can talk about them. We can investigate. We can do whatever you want, or you can say, "Ah, that's not one, not one for me. I'll save it for somebody else." No. I, that sound?
1: I think you should definitely go ahead because I've literally just spent the last month like crying over people being mean, and then crying over people being nice. So I could use some weird stories right let's now. Let's go with.
0: Let's now we're gonna. Cry with laughter. That see my plan was I knew it was gonna get heavy, especially this morning. I'm like my daughter my daughter's like, were you crying? And I was like, No, I wasn't crying. It's was like fucking course I was crying. I was like she's like, Why? It's like about this goddamn Ugh. Bones so he-, he
1: found the guy in the, in the Bones forest. found the
0: guy and it was the guy it was the, it was the it was this beautiful moment. Man and animal found this guy. So all right, so we're gonna do weird podcast news. So I'm gonna read some stories I found on the internet that strikes my fancy And if we want to read about them, I'll read you the headlines. If you say sounds good, we'll go into it and then we can talk about it. Number one is airline outrage. Passenger reportedly tells mom in first class she shouldn't be there with a child. What? All right. See, that's the other thing is when I get somebody to say, when they say what, or they, they... so a mom, All right. So, after an airline passenger allegedly accosted a woman because she had a toddler oh in the plane's first-class section, the anonymous mom took to Reddit to ask if others if it was wrong of her to book first-class plane tickets with for her young child, and people chimed in. The mother said she and her husband had decided to splurge on a cross-country flight for Thanksgiving. They booked a first-class ticket for their nearly three-year-old daughter who was traveling with them. We boarded early since my husband was disabled and we got in the first pla- uh then when another first class passenger saw us he started glaring shortly after she he sat down the play the flight attendant came up and asked to see our boarding passes to make sure we were seated correctly mm-hmm. she we showed the boarding passes and she's like okay you're cool the second flight attendant a flight attendant reportedly checked the family's boarding passes again before takeoff and determined they were in the correct seats yet shortly after takeoff, Um, the man who was glaring at her family tapped her on the shoulder and claimed that the children were not allowed to be sitting in first class. He reportedly said the family should move to their real seats. Um, this woman said, according to recollection, uh, they wrote that the confrontation happened. Her husband was asleep and her daughter was in the middle of coloring. I realized that was probably the uh, the person that, I realized he was probably the person that complained before takeoff. And they were in that, that we were in the wrong seats and decided to get before I got upset. I wanted the flight attendant to deal with this one. I told him that I didn't feel comfortable talking with him and I was calling a flight attendant to come handle this. He got flustered but ultimately stood awkwardly next to me in the aisle until the flight attendant came to clear things up. The issue was seemingly resolved when the flight attendant told the male pastor that the seating arrangement was correct and he told her not to bother the family again.
1: Oh, my gosh. So when you started reading the headline, I thought it was going to go a different way because I have a lot of strong feelings about Go ahead. literally everything in life. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> but uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. That's some which, elitist which bullshit. All of it. And I don't know why that guy isn't being sued for harassment. Honestly. Well, there Honestly. are like, – Well, two things actually because if, if the um, – Like one of the first things you learn working in a restaurant, right, is if you're having a problem with a customer, You beeline it to your manager and you tell them everything that's going on because if that person complains, then your manager already knows what's going on and knows how to handle it. So if this guy had a flight attendant come and ask this family to see their boarding passes to make sure they were in the proper seats, that flight attendant should have gone immediately to everyone else that they work with. And said, hey, this guy was claiming that these people are in the wrong seats, but they're not, I checked just to make sure, because that's, you know, that's your due diligence. Like, but oh, maybe
0: maybe but maybe there's a lot going on. This shit happens all the time and they have to like they can't micromanage every weird movement. They got all these goddamn people, these crazy people on board the plane. They can't be like
1: they, heads up. They do, jerk but off here's and- the problem, right? Is like uh you know, you have a, a problem person in your workplace and like you're doing nothing to protect the people who are not causing problems that's that's the problem that i have it's like what are you doing for the people who are there just being your loyal customers right like they're having a shit experience like i get you can't you can't eject a guy from a plane which you know that's that's probably fair But the thing is, like, then you realize, oh, it's not these people who are being the problem. It's that guy who's being the problem. And, like, 99 times out of 100, nothing's going to happen to them. They just can continue being shitty person because they can. Because the number one thing about difficult people, why are they difficult? Because we let them be, right? Because if it's not so bad, then we don't do anything about it because it can be someone else's problem. We don't have to think about it. And that Fucking sucks because it just means you're passing the problem on down to someone else, and I do not put up with that shit anymore because I worked in a restaurant and. <laughs> well,
0: here's, he, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take. I wanna take. I have a. I have a, I have an airline story, but I also I want to take a little bit of devil's advocate. When you're in first class, and I know people who are like, I know p- good friends of mine who believe that children should not be allowed in movie theaters and very young for regular movie i've i've had uh you know when we my my kid has a uh my kid has um, a music thing at the school they have to tell the audience to take your kid if your kid starts screaming take the kid out like they go create you know they're like very like because they ruins the whole thing i know that some friends of mine who say children should not be in nice restaurants they shouldn't be allowed in nice restaurants and I, I would imagine I've never flown first class before just because I think that, I mean, paying, I mean, I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot more than if, than a co- like a coach ticket, let's say a coach ticket from New York to California is like, let's just say 600 bucks. Let's not know, let's say 500 bucks. Let's say a coach ticket from, now. you know what? Let's do a little better than that. Let's just say it's 300 bucks. Let's say 300 bucks New York to California. But you can upgrade for, let's just say 700 bucks more. Oh, I was going to say like $2,000 ticket. Okay, let's just say (laughs) $2,000. Let's just just go with it's going to fly first class from New York to California. It's going to cost you two grand. You're on that plane for what, five hours, a five-hour flight, five-and-a-half, six-hour flight? And if there's a kid screaming the whole time, you're probably thinking to yourself, why did I pay so much money for this? Because I've been on planes, and my kid actually, my kid was very young when we went to Mexico, and she had an ear infection. And she fucking howled on the way back. And people... And she couldn't control her. I mean, she was very young. She on the, When they were going from a certain altitude to down to... She couldn't... We couldn't... I mean, I'm putting my hand over her mouth. But it was like, people wanted to kill me. People wanted to kill me. Also on the same flight, on the way down, there was a father who had a kid who was totally rowdy. The kid was running up and down the aisles. And my mother, in her infinite wisdom... Grab the kid and say, you shouldn't be running up and down the aisles. Kid comes back to his parents. The father comes up to us and says, is this the woman who grabbed my child? And I had to be the one to be like, we are very sorry. And my mother was like, I, was like, I turned to my mother, I said, keep your mouth shut. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this happened. You know, he could do whatever, you know, do whatever he wants. I don't know why this happened. And I had to clear it up before the flight attendants came up. I don't necessarily – I would be – I'd be bummed out if I had to pay two grand and this kid and, – and then this a, a kid was going nuts. That's for sure.
1: Right. But here's the thing.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> uh,
1: you could buy a $200,000 luxury car that's fantastic and probably goes very, very fast. But you can't control the traffic right right so there there are situations where okay um i have very strong p- feelings about people in restaurants who have children who are making a fuss because the thing is like if it's not okay for an adult to be screaming through dinner then it's not okay for a child and it's like you know what you have the you have the opportunity to not be here so like Get, get your shit under control or don't be here. That's not the same thing with an airplane. What are they going to do? You know, like you, you can't go off the plane. So you just have to accept that that is a thing. It's the same thing as if you sit next to a person who maybe smells very different from you. And it's an 11 hour flight. You know, like, you can't control those things. So you just have to suck it up. And unless you have your own private jet, that is a thing you have to deal with. And I do not care how much a person pays for their tickets. Because that's the thing, you're buying a ticket just like the other person, if they have also bought a ticket, then you have no business complaining about them, especially if the person is not causing a problem. Because like, I have, uh, I totally embarrassed my dad because we went to go see some superhero movie a few years ago and it's like all superhero movies and it was like 25 hours long, right? And we're we're, we're sitting there for the, uh, the previews because we like the previews and there's a family who has brought their under five-year-old child, that's fine, they brought their child, he's talking through the previews, okay, I don't like that but you know what, it's fine, it's fine, he talks through the previews. Then the movie starts and he talks all the way through the credits. Okay, well I'm getting annoyed, but I'm still like, okay, give him a chance. Five five minutes after the the title sequence ends and the movie starts, this kid is still talking, and so a hundred percent, I turned around and I said, "Hey, either be quiet or leave the theater."
0: Whoa! Strong move. And I move. stared
1: at them until they took him out. Because the thing is, if you just turn around and give a dirty look and turn back, they're not going to do anything. But dude, no, you I am did that. I, oh, a hundred percent, I am that person. Because the thing is, Holy like, shit. I don't have kids of my own, but I have also ran daycares and been a nanny. It's not like I've never been around children, and. I'm the last of four kids and we were the kids that you could take anywhere because we were well-behaved because we didn't act like spoiled brats, which is really the problem. It's not about being a child. It's like when you when you have a baby or your your very small child is sick, right? They cry, it's a the thing, they cry. I mean, I wish we could all cry like that when we were not feeling well, that's fine. But there is a point where parents have to take, control, take responsibility for the fact that they have not trained their child to right. not be shitty. And that that's where I have the problem, right? Like, oh my gosh, I was in I was in Atlanta hanging out with what was then a newish friend, my friend Steph, uncommon outpost, who I love dearly. And we were like getting to know each other, right? We were like spending an afternoon together. We were out in the world and we like had drinks or dinner. Some I can't remember what we did. But anyways, so we're outside this little restaurant and we're just sitting, you know, in a grassy area. And there are two couples and a child who is maybe four or five. And this child is jumping around in the bushes and breaking all the flowers off. And so I look over at the parents and they're they're doing the thing where they're talking to their grown-up friends. Right. And like looking over to make sure that their child isn't dying. Right. And then like, oh, that's fine. Meanwhile, I'm watching this child destroy a manicured flower bed just like pulling up flowers breaking them off you know and so that you always have to choose when you talk to the parents and when you talk to the kid because you're going for maximum effect here right But what you don't do is you don't ever touch another person's child unless they're about to actually die and you you are saving them right you you don't ever touch them any other time so what'd you say? I said, to listen, we're going
0: said, back to the movie. I have some questions with the movie <laughs> okay. thing. I, I, so, you're all right. Go. So what do you say? <laughs> so I got kids kid. looking, the kids blowing up the joint, yeah. blowing up the joint. You're irritated. I'm you super had a, irritated. Had a and few so I just pops. said, Hey, you had a few pops.
1: I Let's said, face hey. it. And the kid looks at me and the parents look at me and I looked at the parents and then I looked back at the kid and I said, that's not yours and you're destroying someone else's property. Stop now.
0: What happened?
1: Well, the thing with kids like this is they're not used to being told to stop. And so it scares them, but at the same time, the parents can't say that I've done anything wrong. So I watched this kid do a little, you know know, when the little lower lip quivers, (laughs) because he's just totally terrified by me. And he runs to his parents, and I just stared at them until they awkwardly left. They didn't say anything they didn't say anything
0: dude. You mad dog two different families
1: Oh, I'm totally that person because you mad dog two different families and leaving shitty The reason that people hate kids is because the parenting is bad and that's their problem and they can fix it But you have to get them when they're young because when they reach about 10 11 and you haven't done shit Like you're really lucky if you can pull them back from that
0: dude you mad dog these two different groups of p- parent, parents. I have like, no patience for, for poor parenting. Well, here's, here's a couple things. At what point, and I'm not saying that you are, I'm you are my friend, Jesse Weta, my, you are my friend. At what point does that hop into being a Karen?
1: It's So if you always look at it uh, under the terms of is it okay for an adult person to do this? Because if the answer is no, then it's not okay. Like I told a woman at my restaurant, um, you need to tell your child to put his shirt back on and stop running around the restaurant screaming. Whoa,
0: that's, cr- that's a crazy thing for a child. Have- to be- <gasps> that's a crazy thing for a child to be doing at a restaurant.
1: This- well, this the- this woman and this kid had been in the restaurant before and it was always just their super weird dynamic. She was she would go on so many first dates and and bring this child and it was just so uncomfortable because I'm pretty sure half of the time the guy didn't know she had a kid. It was just it was super weird and I I felt bad for this kid because this woman is just bananas. But um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like this is not okay behavior for. A grown-up person so it's not okay behavior for a child and you know what if you if you are in a restaurant and you're very excited because you know you've had you've had a baby and it's like six months you haven't been to a restaurant like i totally get it like i think get a sitter but that's fine you bring your kid that's fine because the thing is if they're not causing a problem then we're not having a problem but if your child is crying and your response is to be like babies cry it's like well they don't have to cry here because you can leave and like that's always a choice when you go out to a restaurant with a small baby is they might cry what are you going to do about it And most people just like oh well everyone else can deal with it that's not cool because you know what a lot of people don't have kids because they don't want to have to deal with stuff like that and the sucky part is that at a restaurant You can't just go up to a screaming baby or, you know, the parent of a screaming baby and be like, hey, can you take your baby out? You have to wait till people actually start complaining, which is sad because it should never get to the point where you realize something that you're doing or not doing is actually like changing the dynamic for an entire room of strangers. And that's the thing that I can't get over is like, um, you know, I have have a friend who um, has a podcast. Well, he has a few podcasts, but... On his well, one particular I'm podcast. friend who
0: has a, I'm, a, I'm your friend who has a few podcasts
1: you are my friend who has a few podcasts you are not this particular friend though um,
0: he doesn't that... have the number one knife related podcast on this germ infested planet that's for sure
1: well no one does except for three people that i know that's right <laughs> but he has a thing that he says and that is keep moving and get out of the way and i think this is very important for two reasons because keep moving means you're not stopping in front of anyone and hindering them going about their life. But the second part is equally important. That is, and get out of the way because if you're driving 45 in a 65 mile an hour lane, you are also hindering someone even if you are in fact moving. And that's that's like, that put perfectly into words like how I have lived my entire life is like just trying not to be in the way of other people. I think that if you don't know someone else, then your lives shouldn't, they should not touch in a way that is bothersome. Like if I'm walking down the street and someone bumps into me, like my first reaction is literally to gag because A, I don't like being touched by people I don't know, but B, like how how did our worlds collide in this way where it's like my first experience of you is you not paying attention where you're going and you ran into me. Like, that's the first impression that I think about. I don't care what people think about me when I meet them and they're like, wow, she's weird. Cause like, yeah, that's just how I am. So it's better that you know it now instead of investing time and then me being like, oh, I've been actually really weird the whole time. I just didn't want to show you. But now that you're a month in, like you feel like you're obligated to stay. It's like, no, just be, be exactly who you are the whole time. Because those are not the first impressions that matter. The first impressions that matter are when you're walking on the street, and someone's walking in front of you. And then they see something in a window. And instead of going, Oh, I'll just, you know, pull over my, my corporeal self to the side here, they just stop directly in front of you. Like, why would you do that?
0: Yeah, a lot of people do that.
1: A lot of people do that. Or my favorite is when they're talking to someone else. And they out of nowhere, just point and clothesline someone, which I've seen so many times. And like, that is funny because it's two people not paying attention. Um, but like, why why do you choose to be that way? Why do
0: you? Wh- you, you, like, you
1: do know that there are other people in the world, right? Like we don't all live in a bubble. It's why people are such bananas drivers because the minute they close their car doors, they're like, I'm in a bubble. I can do whatever I want. I control I control the temperature. I control um, what I get to hear. I control how fast I go. And I just drive like assholes because everyone thinks that they're they're like not going to touch worlds with anyone else. And it's like, guess what? <laughs> that's not a thing.
0: Two things. One cardinal sin in New York, if you're walking with a crew of people, is everyone's spread out. Oh, so my there's gosh. Like one line on the sidewalk. That's I bad. It. I hate it. And then you can't get through them. and you get, That's bad. Number two is, when you're dealing, when you're in your mind, and I want to get on to another story. This was a good one. <laughs> and by the way, in regards to the woman, there was no question whether or not, there was no story whether or not. And she kind of reported it herself on Reddit, so she didn't really say if the kid was being a wacko or not on the airplane or not. When you're dealing with the per- the family in the movie theater or in the park, are you, where are you prepared to go? Because I know for a fact that if, in just saying this, if I was... if I was, uh, somebody reprimanded my kid, some friend of mine reprimanded my kid when she was very young, and I got real close to them, and I got very much along the lines of, bro, this is not your, this is not for you, this is not for you. I got real terse, and I I was, and, 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 and I was not, I didn't know where I was prepared to go with this, but, I mean, in germ- when this person said, you know, started reprimanding my kid in front of me. Where, are you prepared to, where were you prepared to go in regards to, like, in the movie theater when you told that kid to be quiet?
1: Oh, for me, it's like, if I'm going to take a stand, then this will be the hill that I die on.
0: <laughs> Whoa, you're ready to go all the way. I, you're I, ready I, to, like, get I'm thrown out, too. I'm a weasel
1: that if I bite onto your finger, you have to actually crush my skull because I'll never let go. Because I, I, ju- I, ju- I can't. I can't.
0: You can't I, let it go. I
1: can't let it go because like I have spent my entire life like trying like the rules, the rules are really important, right? Because they're the, they're the things that we live by. We follow the rules because then everything is fair and equal. Right. And, like for someone like me, that's really, really important because I don't understand like anything about how the world works or why people do the things that they do. I don't understand them. And that's why I love having the rules because it's like, oh, this is the thing that you do, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. And the thing about being in a movie theater is I'm not gonna sit through a three-hour movie listening to a four-year-old talk about not even the movie. Like, cause at that point, I'm like, why? Like, if they're doing commentary, like, okay, maybe give them a chance. They might have something brilliant to say. But they're just literally holding holding a toy and talking to their parents about the toy. And like, this is not acceptable behavior stop now and yes i will die on that hill and i don't care if the movie theater throws me out i will go to a different theater where it's okay to tell people to not talk
0: did you did you was your dad like oh jesus christ jesse
1: i mean he shrunk a little in his seat because my my dad is not a confrontational person no like i get that from my mom but, but like he he definitely just wilted a little bit but in the end, like, I I know that both of my parents, um, they, like, ill-advisedly raised all four of us to speak our mind. And like, it really bit them in the ass when we were all teenagers. And ever since then, but um, in the end, it's like, you know, my, my mom, my mom is confrontational, but she has also been like, like her entire young life, like she had her parents were not there for her. And so she had a lot of confidence problems just about who she was. And like the only difference personality wise between me and my mom is that I grew up in a house that where two parents were very loving and supportive. And, you know, they weren't perfect. They had a lot of lot of problems. Well, I have a lot of problems with how I was raised. But you know, there was nothing that was so detrimental that I can't talk to them openly about it now. And it's like, I you know, I get it. I I, it's one of the reasons why, like, I don't have kids because I'm like I can't deal with that. Like, oh my gosh! Um, but you know, <laughs> the the thing is,
0: go ahead. He, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's, that's Alec Baldwin's podcast, by the way. I don't know if you know that or not. I
1: know. I that's saw that. That's the name of his it, podcast. It, it Here's made the me thing. so angry because I was like, that's. Here's the, the thing. It's a great thing to say because it means nothing, <laughs> but it means everything. And how dare he steal that from us?
0: <laughs> go ahead. Here's that's the, thing. the name of my next podcast, by the way. Go ahead. Alec
1: Baldwin stole <laughs> the podcast. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Welcome to Go ahead, Jeff
0: Fader. Sponsored by Axe Wax. Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Why Why do people do things that get in other people's way? Why do we not just mind it? <sighs> I
0: don't know, man. It's definitely like there's people who are just, uh, people are just, they're, they're not pleasant. I don't know what to say.
1: Right? <laughs> and you know, like, I'm not pleasant. Like, I have, I have a lot of people who know how unpleasant I am. Not can be, how unpleasant I actually am. But the thing is, like, they choose to not interact with me, and I don't go after them. And that's the difference, right? It's like, it's fine if you're unpleasant. Just live in your own world being unpleasant. Just stop like being unpleasant outside of the bounds of your own world. Well, Just keep it to yourself. I agree
0: with you. I agree with you.
1: Be unpleasant at home.
0: <laughs> Be unpleasant at home. I'm going to read off a couple, couple options. In the next okay. news story, and you tell me if you want. I'm going to read three off right now. And you say what you like. Okay. Restaurant to sue customer who tipped $3,000, then changed his mind.
1: Oh, fuck that shit.
0: Mysterious tree animal turns out to be a croissant.
1: <laughs> okay, I did see that, and that made me really happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's also man who became a dog for 12,000 euros, worries that his friends might think he's weird. <laughs> and then also, I quit my job in retail to sell burps in a jar for a living. So oh, pick one of You them. know
1: the girl who sold farts in a jar? Like had to stop because she actually ended up having like intestinal problems. Because
0: I know this because I've done this bit. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> this so bad. is this is yeah. She uh, she was selling jarred farts and then she ate a pile of food. Yeah. That were to help her jar them farts. <laughs> she got, she got into the hospital because yeah. she hurt herself. Well, see, farting.
1: people have strong feelings about that. Like, that's crazy. Um, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's different, but hey, it works. If people want to buy your fart jars, like that's fine. Um, and if you injure yourself over it, I'm also fine with that. Because if you choose to do something that is stupid or dangerous and it, you know, Ends up being
0: dangerous. I don't um, necessarily know if it was going to be super dangerous. I mean, everybody farts. I mean, she was just trying to. I think I think that she was just trying to uh, maximize. Well, yeah, fartage. But, but that's
1: that's that's kind of my point. Where people are like, um, "Oh, that's you know, that's so crazy that she does this," or "Oh, it's you know, sad that she got hurt doing it." It's like I'm not sad that she got hurt doing something so stupid. Like that's that's a choice, right? It's like. It's like it's always sad when um, people get into car accidents, right? That really sucks. But when someone's like drag racing down the street and they crash their car, you know, it's sad that people got hurt, but I don't feel bad for them making that choice for themselves because that's really just – you made the choice. Now you have to live with the consequences.
0: I think the farting in jars and the burping in jars and selling underwear and all that stuff and feet – apparently feet picks. There are websites that – devote, you know, give you money, you put on the feet pics and you get Have you, you get...
1: never been asked for feet pics?
0: I have been asked for feet pics. <laughs> I have been asked for feet pics. I'm not I talking about that have. time that
1: I asked you for feet pics. No, 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 no. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I was doing this is when I used to do Instagram lives before I was doing this podcast. There was I was talking and I was and I really tried to do the Instagram lives kind of like uh, an episode or a podcast where there's a beginning, middle and end. I just didn't go up there to just to uh, like Will Stelter. He likes to just start hand sanding and then something happens and it was fine. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I really wanted to like have like a beginning, middle and end. Like I felt like that's how you do it on Instagram live. And that kind of, you know,
1: you're a showman. So you put it Well, chair. I like the
0: I like episodic things. Like podcasts, I'm meant to be episodic. Like I really like knife talk and this I really feel very strongly. I'm an old school radio guy. I want it to be I want every this episode this podcast is different than knife talk. Knife talk is like free going. You kinda have to kinda like know what's going on. This this podcast, I want every episode to kind of be on its own. So people mm-hmm. don't have to know what the hell is going on. Like they don't have to oh, I had to listen to ten episodes. I don't understand this inside joke. So I was doing an Instagram live, and I was talking about something, and one dude wrote, "Let me see them feet," and it stopped me cold. It stopped me <laughs> fucking cold. It stopped me in my tracks. I had a train of thought. I had I was at a beginning, middle, and end. I'm gonna talk about this, talk about this, talk about this, and a guy goes, "Let me see them feet," and all of a sudden, my my knife making friend say. Yeah, let's see them feet. And it was this weird, bizarre. Like I'm not showing you my feet now. Where the fuck? Where was I? Like where the fuck was I? And it was like this very. I was totally taken aback that somebody wanted to see my feet. So yes, the answer is yes. It was public and it was embarrassing. And then a that's couple knife also. hawk listeners were super psyched. And then every so often they're like, "Remember that time that guy wanted to see your feet and I fucked you right up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I certainly do remember that." So oh, the answer so to awesome. your question is yes, I have been asked to see my feet. It's fucking weird.
1: You know, the photo I have for you—it's not has to. This doesn't have to do with your feet. The photo I have for you on my phone when you um, when you call is a screenshot. I think I've told you this. A screenshot of your viral youtube video where your finger is pointing at the knife because i remember that came up in our first conversation is that someone in the comments said that you looked like you finger-banged a pencil shirt for nothing. No,
0: no. it was, was it was. I, I wish I, – this was I, – I so I was in this YouTube video for Epicurious called, called – uh, what was it called? It was called uh, – I forgot the name of the show, but it, it was this like, YouTube it was video. video. It was a great video, though. I watched um, the whole thing. It was – I forgot the name it's off the tip of my tongue I kind of it's been a number of years and I've kind of forgotten about it, but the comments were it, the comments were about my hands my hands were i didn't have time to like you know get' them. my hands look like shit and one the funniest and most cutting comment that someone wrote is it looked like I went to third base with a pencil sharpener, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> well written I thought it was well said, I thought it was hilarious, it painted a terrific picture that I was proud of that one because that one was like some dude really spent some time to figure out exactly what I, what I said, what it looked like. He painted a perfect picture. So
1: yeah, and it was funny because it's like you know I have I have people who comment I was like oh like skipped manicure day right? It's like I don't get manicures. I work with my hands. Like go fuck yourself. But um, like they actually took the time to write something that I thought was hilarious and like I would have loved to comment like that.
0: Funny, funny funny roasts are great yeah it's the ones that are like just meant to be hurtful oh I had a you bunch know, of people clever is the best
1: I had a bunch of people comment um that I should do something about my mustache um because <laughs> I have melasma so I have like s- skin discoloration in some places on my face is more no- noticeable than others and you know depending on the time of year whatever but so like this is a fairly common thing it's like right across my upper lip the some of the skin is a little bit darker. And so sometimes on camera, it looks darker, because it is. And people are like, Oh, like, you might want to check yourself, like you got a little mustache going on. And it's like, first of all, so what? What? So what if I had like a full blown handlebar mustache? Like, (laughs) is this really causing you problems in your personal life? Because if it is, shut your computer off. Scroll away from me. Don't follow the girl with the mustache who frightens you in some way. Um, and also, second, like, why, why, would, you, why would you
0: say that? Like- it's, it's P- I, I, I always used to think that I, I don't use the word haters because I feel like it's too, I feel like it's too, it's not really the issue. I think people are looking for some sort of engagement. And either be friendly or not, anything, I think they're just looking to be heard. I once had a guy who was mad, he was a customer of mine, who was mad that I was using hashtags on my posts like just because
1: any hashtags or no I
0: had ones? very specific okay. simple hashtags that was helping me promote my company and he had written that he said in, in the post like, I don't understand why you have to have all these hashtags and blah 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 and all these people are losing their minds and he's losing his mind and, and all these other people well he's a knife maker they were fighting in the comments hmm. and then I just thought to myself I'm like well what do I want to do this person just wants to be heard and I, all I wrote was, I understand what you're saying. I hear you. And he I'm thanked me. i you. It was, I'm with you. It was the beginning fucking, it was, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was the birthplace of I'm with you. It was innocuous. I acknowledged what he was saying. I heard him. I wasn't trying to do anything other than I'm with you. And I, and it stopped everything. And I, and it, I felt the need, I felt like this person just wanted to be heard and I, and it makes me wonder that people say these things they're not saying it to it's like what's, we used to get a hang up call when you were a kid don't say anything because or you when know, someone's breathing heavy on your phone don't say anything because they're looking for you to you know they're looking for a reaction mm-hmm. i feel like people are just looking to be heard like i i i think that that's what i think but the mustache thing it's uh, trying to be hurtful mm
1: mm-hmm. yeah cuz i mean like clearly they're saying like You are a girl. You should not have mustache. Well, first of all, if I want to be a girl with a mustache, then
0: (laughs) I can fucking ride them high. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) ride them high.
1: Exactly. Um, But yet, there. I mean, and we we have talked about this because we always end up talking about trolls. But there are two types of trolls. There are the ones who are just opening a door, throwing a stink bomb, shutting the door, and leaving. That's all they want. They just want your life to be worse. And they don't even care to look back because they're already onto the next door that they're going to throw a stink bomb into. And the second one is is kind of like a half and half of people who want to engage with you but don't know how and just end up saying really weird shit. Um, Or people who just need any attention from anyone at all. And I do feel like I get the whole like – you know, you just kind of say weird shit because you don't know what to say to someone that you want to engage with. But like at a certain point, you have to figure that out for yourself because all you're doing is is putting the pressure on everyone else that you ever interact with to figure out how to talk to you, like at least meet halfway. Like, um, you know, I'm totally fine with people being awkward. I am extremely awkward, especially in person. And like I have a, I have a, a hard time with, with eye contact and I, you know, all my features on my face move independently of each other Um, and then who knows what my hands are doing they're all over the place but like I will make the effort to meet you halfway you know in any sort of interaction Um, and it's something that I have worked on for many many years because it does not come naturally to me I have had to work on this I have worked this hard to be this awkward Um, so it's like just show me that you're at least trying and not just like the person who sends you a message and all that it says it's hi, like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I literally don't know you at all. And like, I get that you're trying to reach out and make contact. But don't just hi bomb me. Because then what do I do be like? How are you like, I don't know you. So like, at this point, it doesn't matter to me how you are, because we've never interacted, like, give me something, something to come back with, because that's the start of a conversation. Um, but People who just want attention, like not even from you. They just happen to be on your page at the moment. They just want attention. Um, and they usually start out with something inflammatory to get your attention. Like um, my, my new tactic, uh, which worked very well in the case of one guy who I don't know if you saw this. I posted in my stories, but he uh, commented that a video uh, one of my reels was very stupid. Um, And so I wrote back a very thoughtful comment about, hey, it sounds like you are not being fulfilled in your life. And this is something that you might want to bring up at your next therapy session. And so I wrote this whole thing just so kindly and obnoxiously like gentle back to him. And then he wrote back just so angry, like, what are you smoking? You're like, you're so stupid. You think you're this and you're that. And instead of replying to what he said, I was like, oh, it really sounds like you're experiencing projection where you're seeing something in the world, but it's really making you angry because those are your feelings. And if you haven't found a therapist yet, like I do recommend talking to someone just so obnoxiously like straight back at him. And the best thing that has ever happened on the Internet happened with this person, because after that second comment that I wrote back he blocked me wow and i could not have asked for more like wow i didn't even say anything mean and the funny thing is is what i actually said to him was true including the fact that people who just troll on the internet and say mean things to people they don't know like that is linked to uh psychopathy because you're just wanting to hurt other people for your own enjoyment and so like everything that i said to him was true but it was not even in an accusatory way it was in what is technically a very kind and thoughtful and gently supportive way and he blocked me and i feel like that was like that might be the peak of my life (laughs)
0: that was also the parents walking their kid out of the movie theater
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) that was the kid i mean that was the kid stopping the you know kid crying when he went back to mommy after you told him not to kick the flowers off off the the petals of the flowers
1: this this is a thing so you know as before stated i'm the last of four kids and we're we're all pretty scrappy um But like there we have our saying among the four of us kids is that you never start a fight, but you always finish it. So it's like whatever confrontation you have, like if you throw the first punch, you're the asshole no matter what. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Doesn't matter what they did. If you throw the first punch, you are not in control of yourself and you're the asshole. But when someone throws a punch at you, then demolish them
0: see but i can't here's the problem i mean it's not a problem for me because i just i can't handle i can't handle a back and forth confrontation with someone online because what happens is, is i'll i'll say i'll write something somebody says something mean like you know what what you know what bothers me that some people say once in a while is what a joke yeah. what a joke and i'll and, and i usually i'll write well you want to write something, but I always just erase it and just say, don't, 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 you can't respond. And the reason why I don't respond is because I'll be thinking about the potential for the next response back. And I just, I don't want to be humiliated. When I was a kid, I was not a good put down artist. I was, you know, like not confident in, in comebacks and stuff like that. And I couldn't get around. I couldn't, I, I can't do it. And the other thing is, is I always used. I said what, a number of years ago, there was somebody who was stealing knife knife designs from from one of our listeners, and I decided to set the set the knife talk, you know, listenership on this person. And I was like, and then I'm I'm obsessed with it. I got to, well. What are they going to say next? What are they going to say next? And I felt like my time wasn't it wasn't worth my time. And I really felt like it was also the energy and the I would get heart palpitations and I would get the the oh
1: dude it, I it have was, an arrhythmia I totally know
0: <laughs> I I mean I just I honestly felt like it was it was a waste of my time and energy to get involved with these and then I made the conscious decision on Knife Talk this past year I'm like if I got a problem with somebody somebody said I'm bringing in here because I'm gonna get paid I'll, I'll. and I fucking lit a couple people up in, you know vaguely I'm like. Uh, I'm gonna if I'm gonna going do it. I'm gonna do it here. If you want to see what I have to say, I'm gonna say it here. And it was like it was like at least I'm getting paid for this content. This time the 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 taxi the taxi meter's running, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here, but I can't handle it. I can't I can't what I can't. It's the it's the expectation of what's gonna happen next that I can't. And I and I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm ultimately a loser, and I'll lose the fight anyway.
1: Yeah, I I think that's totally valid because that that's like if you come at it from a place where it's like this is getting to me then it becomes a problem of like what's going to happen next what are they going to say no matter what i say what are they going to say and you know, like the, the the advice people always give is, oh, don't let it get to you. It's like that's, Ugh, not, it's... that's not advice because you don't have control in the moment about whether or not something gets to you. It's like when someone says, OK, I'm going to tell you something, but you have to promise you won't be mad. It's like I'm not promising that, like, because instantly I'm breaking that promise because you're going to say something that you know is going to make me mad. Like, don't don't put that pressure on me. But for me, it's like. It's like when I worked at the restaurant since like I was trying to figure out how to interact with other humans on a daily basis like not just one like I interacted with a human one human today and then I was like okay it's a good day and I went home no it's like there's multiple people it's a very busy restaurant and I always had to be on point point. and so it's like I you know I I had to train myself into that and what I do now is you know I don't respond to everyone but There are some that either catch my attention because they say something specific or I'm in a particular mood. And that's that's the bigger aspect. So I'm in a particular mood where it's like, okay, what can I do about this situation? And that's like this guy who eventually ended up blocking me. It was like there, you know, because the thing is, it doesn't it doesn't work to just be like, if you don't like it, then like. Eat a bag of dicks, right? Like it's a funny thing to say, but it doesn't help anything. It doesn't
0: doesn't doesn't really and facilitate a re- resolution.
1: Exactly. Bag I, of
0: dicks. Bag of dicks doesn't really eat
1: a bag of dicks. Um,
0: eat a bag of dicks does not facilitate resolution.
1: No, it's it's what you say about other people so that the people you're with can laugh, um, like this guy. But the thing is, I was like, what can I say? Like, I get the opportunity to. I want to craft a response so it becomes not at all about him, but just about me. What can I do this? The, what Like, what can I turn this into? Which is why I was like, what if I just said true, like, quote, unquote, kind things back to him? Like, what would his response be to that? You know, how do I how do I turn this into all about me? Because that's what I care about. Um, and that's what I did and it became really interesting because it was just like, I was watching this person just be so weirdly defensive because then now he's the one who, like, can't not respond. It's not even like, oh, I'm upsetting her and she's, like, being like, stop being mean to me. And it's like, huh, you're stupid. You know, like, I completely took all of his power away from him by not reacting to what he said, but just flipping it back around and being like, no, no, this is about me. And that to me is super fun because you get to see a little bit of um, the human psyche in a way that like this is not a person that you would spend time with in your life. They're obviously a garbage human. Um, So it's like I don't get a lot of opportunity to see it up close and personal. So I want to take those opportunities when I can because I get to watch this guy's feeble little brain try and figure out how to turn what I said into something to throw back at me. And he couldn't because all he did was reiterate and show how flustered he got. And so it's like I got a little peek into what that type of personality will do with the information that I gave them. And then when he blocked me, I was like, wow, I pushed him to his limit. Like, I, you know, I I, I don't think I've ever had someone – I mean, I've had people block me. <laughs> um, but I've never had someone like a troll block me me from talking to them and i was like i i felt really um i felt really good about myself after that interaction just like i handled it in a way that was not even confrontational because that's always my first instinct is just to like be very confrontational because i'm like i didn't do anything wrong you came into my house and told me i was stupid like how is that okay but that's not that's not um productive as as we all know
0: it's all too much work though.
1: But it's not. Like because it is. this is this is the kind of thing that I like, right? So it's like you're
0: a young person. I'm not I'm t- I'm I'm an old man.
1: I am I can't not do it. a young person anymore. You're a young you person. Throw- I am middle aged. Shut up.
0: You're I'm saying you're a young person, okay? <laughs> Listen to me. You're a young person. I can't I cannot I have limited time on this planet. <laughs> And I cannot argue with people who, are, who don't really, who I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't think about. Oh, then what am I going to say? And what is he going to say? I when I was talking to Alex Steele a couple of years ago, these comments get to him. He he can't. It's hard for him. To, it's hard for him to well, let him he go. Is a young
1: person, and I can say that because he is.
0: He, but he. It's hard for him. It's hard for him. It's hard for him to handle the criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Lockwood. He goes after people. He loves it. He he told me he's a troll. He loves that shit. I can't do it. Can't do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, there's a difference like um if I if I'm out in the world and a person is saying something that I don't want to hear or is, you know, inflammatory, I will literally just turn around and walk away. So I'm like, I don't have I don't I don't care. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I I've, I've done that to people before and like this is why when Ben started first taking me to events like seven years ago, um, I remember the first event he took me to, you know, we were like, fly to wherever it is, we are, we're staying in hotels and going to this, you know, event thing. And um, he's like, okay, I'm only going to ask two things of you. And I was like, what? He goes, one, you have to show up. You can't just sit in your hotel room the entire weekend. It's like, fine. What's the other one? He goes, be nice. <laughs> because he knows me because i will shut someone down or just literally walk away in the middle of their sentence because i'm like i don't want this Um, why is that uh because i don't want it and I'll, i'll i'll do that because it's not it's not gonna go anywhere right and if like especially since like uh, well, not, not, not so much lately, but like I used to get hit on a lot, right? And so it's like, that's fine. It's fine to hit on people like you're interested, whatever. But when someone's like whole line of seduction is tied into the fact that they drive an escalade, I'm going to walk away in the middle of your sentence because I don't owe you anything. We're strangers. And what's you chose to come up to me.
0: What's the pickup line for... For what's the pickup line where the an Escalade is involved?
1: I mean, honestly, all I can remember is him just saying "Escalade, Escalade, Escalade."
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's really hard to um got it to separate anything that someone <laughs> says from the one time that they say. Escalade, I'm like no, hey, baby. I'm done. I got a
0: flat tire on my Escalade. Well, exactly, like, exactly, that would have been a good one. Hey, listen, that would have been good. Hey, listen, Jesse, I just met you. I know this and all. My my Escalade got a flat tire. Would you mind helping me change it? That's not the worst. That no, might work I w- for I you. Would,
1: I would laugh, and then that I might would work on away. you.
0: No, <laughs> changing a tire wouldn't work. No,
1: because A, if you have an Escalade, then you can either afford to crawl triple A or you okay, can't because okay. you spent all your money on a stupid fucking car and That's you deserve fair. to be broke down on the side of the road. That's fair. Okay. All right. Listen, options. listen to me.
0: <laughs> listen to me. We have to get to one last story. I'm going to give you the cho- choice. Mysterious tree animal turns out to be a croissant. <laughs> we can do restaurant to sue customer tip $3,000 Then he changed his mind. Or man became a dog for 12,000 pounds, worries his friends, think he's weird. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid- I got to do one story.
1: No, Okay. Rapid fire, though, that guy, if he has friends, which he may not, but if he has them, they already think he's weird. So that's fine. Um, all right.
0: Okay. Two, you know, all right. So you're done with that. Okay. Two,
1: I think that more people should put more pastries in trees so that we can have moments where people are just staring at a tree okay. with a pastry in it and breaking the internet Uh, because i definitely stared at a rock outside my window because i had my glasses on stared at a rock for like 10 minutes thinking it was one of my squirrels and wondering if he was dead but the other one it was a a really rough morning (laughs) Uh, the other one whatever you write on your uh leave for the merchant credit card slip doesn't even matter if you wrote it incorrectly. If you're not well, you want to read it- the story? If you're not paying attention or you change your mind, you can't.
0: Let me read the story.
1: Okay, go for it. A
0: Pennsylvania restaurant is, suing, is threatening to sue a customer who tipped a server $3,000 $3, on a $13.25 meal, but later disputed the charge with his credit card company. Um, Mariana Lambert, a waitress at Alfredo's Pizza Cafe in Scranton, Pennsylvania, was shocked when a, when <laughs> a customer. could a real story. It's a fucking real story. Alfredo Pizza Cafe that's in Scranton. Place, you don't believe that's, that's.
1: That's the place from the office.
0: The Scranton.
1: I know, but that can't, that can't have really happened there.
0: Is that really true? Yeah, maybe they, it's the same place. They have a whole. Was shocked a whole thing when a customer. Yeah. Was shocked when a customer left a three thousand dollars tip on a thirteen dollars uh, twenty five cent Stromboli. It really did mean a lot to me because everyone's going through stuff. Lambert told WNEP, it really touched my heart. The customer identified as Eric Smith adds that the generous tip on the bill he wrote tips for Jesus. Smith, who's out of the area, explained that he likes his surprise servers like Lambert with a big-hearted social media movement, the outlet reported. It seemed to be good to be true. That's what the restaurant thought when they ran his card and everything looked uh, when they went through properly. They took his ID, took his picture of everything and waited a little bit to make sure it was legit and went through it and ended up being real. She had. I still can't believe it. I'm in shock. So imagine how shocked the server was when she learned that the later, the customer later disputed the charges with his credit card company. The restaurant, however, had already handed over the money to Lambert. Management reached out to Smith on Facebook to determine if he was if if the a- uh, aggravating situation was a misunderstanding, but he stopped replying to their messages. So he, they decided to take him to court to address three thousand dollar loss. Unfortunately, we had to file charges through the magistrate's office. Magistrate's office. That was fucking Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, because now we're out of money at this point, the manager said. He told, And we told him to sue, and that's what we're going to do. I hope he owns up to the action. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's it. They're fucking suing him. Oh, this was written. You know why it said magistrate? It was because this was written. This is in the Toronto Sun. So um, they seem to think that we're fucking fools. All right, so. I mean, well, we Fire Last minute. Last rapid fire. Dude, okay. writes, a, writes a fucking tip, then decides to fight it with the credit card company.
1: But di- didn't didn't I hear you say that they said that they had they got his ID to make sure that it went through, and he wrote like tips for Jesus. Or they did. Blah, blah, they blah. did,
0: and then they handed the three Gs over to the woman, and then he went back and then called his credit card company and canceled the whole fucking thing.
1: Yeah, no. Credit that, card
0: company will do that.
1: That that literally sounds like someone who went home and like thought about what they did and had remorse over or it or
0: somebody or somebody somebody said to what did you do right so like, like I partner mean, was just like well, excuse me i'm I, I, we're living in scranton pennsylvania and yeah, then you're giving three thousand dollars for a fucking strong bully
1: like I, i'll admit like i've had sorry the garbage people are picking up i don't know it's if fine. you can hear that or not um but i i've had people at my restaurant leave me uh an exorbitant amount of money um and it's like if, if you've never met this person before, and it just seems like unlikely, like just say something. Be like, "Hey, did you mean to do this?"
0: Well, obviously right? they did. I mean, obviously they like. That, were, like that's my wait a second. Is
1: if they say yes, then they have already made a verbal contract with you. Like, you can't just take it back. Like that's that's not. They a did. Thing.
0: He did. He called the credit card company. He but took it back. Why is
1: that not being taken care of? What the fuck is wrong with people? I'm so angry right now because especially it's restaurant people. Like, I mean, if he had been like, that was actually $30, like I was trying to leave a really big tip, but that's it was what $30. I like, okay. Um, you know, that's why you check with these things. If someone leaves you a tip that's over $100 when your meal was under $100, like you should check just to make sure because people are stupid. But at the same time, like whatever you wrote on it, that is your, then you signed it. You literally signed your name on it. Like, it's not anyone's fault but your own. If you weren't paying attention or you forgot a decimal point, like, pay attention to what you're doing. Stop just, like, floating through life. But yeah, this guy just sounds like a dick.
0: Jesse Uetta <laughs> does okay. it again. Bring it in the new year with Jesse Uetta. I Jessup on Instagram and I Jessup on YouTube. I never not start the year. Without Jesse here.
1: You just Never like to hear me rant. It was great. It was great. I mean up.
0: I'm I you know, when I come up with these stories, I'm always hoping that the stories will elicit conversation. We're not just gonna and we got we didn't even get through barely got two through two, so congratulations. You're you're the winner. I have so the many thoughts
1: and feelings.
0: I My know opinions. you do, and it's I great. Have so
1: many opinions.
0: Well, we're gonna have you back sooner rather than later. I don't want you I don't wanna you to have to wait till twenty twenty four. So we'll have you back for sure. Guys, go fo- you already followed you. Half these people listening to this podcast are your people anyway. So fine. Jessie Uetta is the man. <laughs> she is. <laughs> you she, know that's right. She's the man. I've been telling that to uh I've been saying the man to everybody. I I think being the man should be genderless. I, call, I like calling um, I women dudes, dicks. You know, I like all that. I like genderless. I like everything's genderless to me. So, guys, <laughs> go follow Jessie. She's the man. And Agreed. I want you to know, guys, I wish you peace and love and happiness for this new year. We got some good stuff coming down the pipe. You got me for another year at least because I just signed some deals with people. So, don't worry about that. I'm not going to I leave you alone unless you want me to. Or you just stop listening. That's fine. Guys. <laughs> scroll away. Just scroll just, away. Just <laughs> scroll away, guys. Just scroll away. It's enough already. All right, guys. Listen, thank you so much, Jesse Ueta. I, Jessup, on Instagram. I, Jessup, on YouTube. Whatever she's doing, go support her and be nice. Just be nice, okay? All right. Jesse. thank you so much. Thank you. This show is brought to you by... The Makery, the podcast network for makers.